uh, April 10th. I'm sorry. So speakers is going to be yeah, and microphone is going to be yes. Can you speak now, Ryan? Oh, wait, it's almost up. No, no, I'm, wait, I'm getting the, oh, oh, your, your call didn't, your call didn't quit on my phone. So now we're back live. Uh, so. That's always fun when that happens. It was Skype. <laughs> Very confusing for me because your call was making well, noise. Well, this is what happens when you're drinking and, and I'm drinking and we're going to do a yeah. Q&A. Ryjack yeah, and do... uh, what are you drinking, Varg, beer? Uh, well, right now I'm drinking uh, Australian uh, wine. Uh, All right. Uh, wine yeah. bard. <laughs> yes, this is wine bard. As you would know from uh, the What Really Happened show, my name is Bard. They just and, changed it, uh, by the way. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw. Because I corrected um, them. Yeah, It was a golden for opportunity for me to make it anything, but I was like, nah, I use his real name. Yeah, so just let me uh, share the invites around, and we're going for... Uh, <laughs> Somebody's called Jiggling Juice. <laughs> and their, 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 their tagline is, fuck isn't real. <laughs> and their avatar oh, is uh, Hunter Biden smoking crack. <laughs> well, I, we... We actually have a, a thing to this because there was a Times of Israel story. Let me find it. Uh, it I would think that was me if I didn't know it wasn't because it's like Hunter Biden jiggling juice and fuck isn't real. That's very, uh, very much along my uh, wave or whatever. Stephanie's well, here. I, Booby yeah, so, here. Yeah, if you got a question, if you want to say something, you could just hit the hand raise button and I will let you in. But uh, we got this report from the timesofisrael.com, which is uh, Jewish CEO of Russia's Google, which is Yandex, oh. leaves oh, yeah. country for Israel over war. And the quote uh, in the tagline of the article is, I cannot work in a country that is at war with its neighbors, Yandex Bonina said to have written before moving. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, you know a little bit about Israel. Uh, are yeah. there any countries that Israel is involved in hostilities against at this yeah, moment? Of their neighbors? Yeah, all of them. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> They they preemptively attacked all their neighbors and uh, they were murdering people in West Bank yesterday and they're colonizing the West Bank. They have a blockade on Gaza. They've annexed land in Syria and they don't they don't fuck with Lebanon so much anymore after they lost the war against Hezbollah in two thousand six. But you know the fact that this is there's so much in that little scoop. It's like okay, she works at Yandex. She's going to quit because she can't be at war with her neighbors. That she's going to go to a country that's at war with its neighbors. But the fact that she flees to Israel just shows you all you need to know. Like, oh, well, who's this person that got mad about the Ukraine war? And it's like, ding, 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 ding. That's who's going to go, of course. And of course she goes to Israel. That's where they're from. That's where all these oligarchs, all these oligarchs in Ukraine have Israeli passports. And what do you oh. think that is? 
Yeah, well, I, I want to say Nazis. something. So, so <laughs> I, I saw this story days ago on on the internet as a meme, and I uh, I dismissed it. I thought it was fake because it was too perfect. It's Babylon B, right? It's that's what. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, like how can you say you object to people being at war with with their neighbors when you're moving to Israel? They're constantly at war with all their neighbors. It's and gotta be hard is, to do satire. Like, yeah, how it, does Babylon it, B make something ridiculous enough that you can know that oh, this is satire? Because Clown World is so off the, the chain that I can't tell the difference many times between a real story and like when Kamala Harris said Russia's a big country. All that, like, oh, that's funny. No, that's real. When they said they they issued. Thirty million dollars worth of crack pipes. I thought <laughs> that's yeah, that that's they probably would do that, but no, 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 they did it. I'm like, what? They did what? <laughs> they giving away free crack pipes? Well, they're not free. We have, we have to pay for it in our taxes, but yeah, that was their solution to the epidemics going on, which is more like fentanyl and ketamine and these other things. Like, well, let's let's give them crack pipes. Maybe they'll switch drugs. By the way, Stephanie, I'm wearing your Greater Idaho shirt today. Wore that all over the Tenoji Park in Osaka. So we have a Q&A. All you got to do is raise your hand, say a question or a comment. Cheesesteak yes. and just come in and yell boobies or whatever. That's the idea yes. today. Yeah, so uh, we've shared. Oh, Cheesesteak wants to speak, so let oh, his uh, booby magnificence come to the fourth. <sighs> Boobies. I thought. So. Okay, great, great input. We will, uh, we will, we will take that into consideration uh, when discussing geopolitics. You know, and, and with, he, what he's doing is Zen Buddhism, if you really think about it. What he's saying by yelling boobies like that, what he's saying is world peace. Because you think about it, if there are more titties about, I don't think everybody would be so angry and fighting each other in Ukraine and Russia. Like it's all, all this rage and shit is lack of boobies, lack of sex. Like if we just, we need people like suppress prostitution, hookers, all that. I'm like, I don't think so. I think we should encourage it. Just free the nipple. Uh, and then I think men maybe would calm down. I don't know. Uh, well, okay. So in Europe, this is uh, <laughs> my personal take, but in Europe it is said that the husbands and wives of Amsterdam are some of the most content in the Western world because all the husbands in Amsterdam can access hookers and their wives don't have to worry about them leaving them because it's a hooker. And you don't leave your wife for a hooker because she's a hooker. So you get what you need from the hooker, right. and then everything's okay. Well, women like boobies too. It circles within circles within circles. I think another thing that a, a data point they might be missing is even if the husband doesn't see hookers, he could see hookers, which means the wife can't act like a bitch because he'll be like, okay, I don't care how you act. I'll just go fuck a hooker. So like it kind of keeps the women in check. Like they have to be good wives. They got to be good to their husbands because he's got another option now. 
Yes, and and I want to say that we got a universal human who recently got banned uh, from our group. He's in chat, and if he wants to say anything, he's welcome to join the discussion by raising his hand. Banned from Anyone what, can. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, he was proselytizing in uh, Prime, and he also called really... my phone in Japan. I had like a four hundred dollar phone bill because he called me from Australia. Rather than using Skype or Signal or anything like a normal person, he called my phone. And Allah's not going to pay for that. Yeah, so anyone that wants to have a word can raise their hand and I will let them in to speak. I want to hear uh, from Jiggling Juice. <laughs> you know that's the dancing Israelis, right? <laughs> oh, Jiggling Juice just uh, opened their uh, or raised their hand to speak. So, Jiggling Juice, what you got to right. say? And Universal Human is also in there, but we'll let Jiggling Juice say their piece first. Time. Yeah. What's up? Can you hear me, guys? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you, sir. Uh, I just wanted to say what's up. I don't know. I've been a fan for like four or five years. Hope awesome, you guys are doing man. Good. I love your your whole setup there with. Uh, the dancing Israelis and fuck isn't real and Hunter with his uh, meth or crack or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I think it's a meth pipe. <laughs> I don't really know the the subtle differences between crack and meth. Uh, I think you smoke both of them. That's about all I know. <laughs> but thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for uh, yeah, no problem, guys. Have a good stream. Enjoy your drinking or whatever you guys are sipping on yeah we're doing haram oh, all right nice. let's let's hear from our our resident uh imam on the hill of hell we're all going to hell all right universal uh, human the oh, yeah. uh, uh the prophet of islam uh, oh that yes. might be offensive no the, no there's only one prophet that's muhammad come on don't yes don't yes yes the, the promoter on. of islam in our chats is yeah. on the line and can say his peace Proselytize us. I wasn't proselytizing at all. It's all you do. You can't have no, a conversation without bringing up Islam ever. You never say anything normal. Okay. Well, okay. Universal human, your audio. Uh, sorry, but your audio is kind of weak, so you need to step it up. You oh, need to bad. increase yeah, it uh, to to yeah, yeah. Uh, be heard on the stream because we want to hear your side of you. So increase no, your no, audio somehow. It. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Look, I want to apologize, Ryan. I really didn't know when I call you, you get charged. I didn't realize Japan does that. So all you have to do is tell me. I had no idea, brother. Um, I would never do that to you. Um, so Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I think you did it on purpose, but I was like, God damn it. <laughs> because we talked for like two hours, and that was from Australia. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I had no idea, bro. All you have to do is tell me. Like, I would just never do that use, to you. That's, that's use stupid. Telegram in the future, you know? That's yeah, free. yeah does J so Japan yeah. charges you, is it? It did, yes, it did. Oh, my God. I had no idea because, yeah... I had no idea. Again, I'm so sorry, bro. I, I had no idea. $400 so, phone bill. I was like, what the deuce? Oh, man. You never told me anything. I, I wish you told me. I would have hung up straight away. I promise you. Well, I um, found out when I got the bill. Because I didn't know that you either. Should, you should refute that, brother. That's that's unfair. That's well, I, I, I can't really because I did talk to somebody from Australia on my phone. Like an yeah, idiot, but I like... called you. You didn't call me. So why are you getting Yeah, that's charged? true. That's what I thought. Because in the U.S., whoever calls 
I don't know. They don't they don't do long distance shit in the U.S. anymore. But I guess international. Uh, no, no, no. I, I uh, okay. So living in Europe, I can tell you that it's always your fault when you get called from abroad, and you can never refute that uh, transaction or that charge. Uh, it is your fault. You shouldn't have talked to these foreigners, and that is how you get charged because uh, you wow. gotta collect. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't I charge him. No idea because because they didn't charge him. Yeah, he didn't have to pay from, and he's the one that called. Well, okay, okay. So, uh, well, he might have some kind of uh, special immigrant uh, phone plan that allows him to call other countries <laughs> at will. Uh, I'm not I'm not stating that, but I'm just saying there are phone plans you can get if you want to call uh, foreign countries and they will charge you uh, in a reasonable amount instead of the standard. And if you're just in Japan, they're they don't even consider the possibility of you getting a call from Australia. Well, they're just like, they're who Japanese. the fuck's going to call Japan unless yeah. they speak Japanese is the only one country that speaks Japanese, Japan. That's right. But whatever. That, that's still unfair. I, I, I never, I could never understand that. If I call you, I, my plan includes uh, fifteen countries, unlimited calls, um, including Japan. Uh, yeah. My phone plan, and so I was thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> wow, no, no, no. I mean, what I mean, what I mean is, if you called me from anywhere in the world, I wouldn't get charged in Australia. So, and that's the same in the U.S. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, why I just Japan. use uh, Skype, Telegram, Signal, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I know now. I, again, yeah. I sincerely apologize. I had no idea. If you told me the first so time, when you called earlier, I saw 61 is there. I don't know if it was you, but somebody from Australia called me today. I was like, uh-uh, decline. That makes sense. I, I know now. 61. I was like, it might have been Andrew actually, but like uh, whoever it was, I didn't answer. Like no, not yeah, again. It would have been me. It would have been me. My bad. Um, anyway, Jeez. so moving along, I I wasn't proselytizing about Islam, and I'm not trying to. I, all I'm trying to do is for and uh, you've already done this in a different way. You've done it more politically, geopolitically. All I'm trying to do is normalize what the Zionists have done with Islam, which is just vilified it to the umpteenth degree. And uh, so I'm not trying to preach or get converts uh, over that's because i'm not in charge of that only you know for those who believe in god god is in charge so we get all we, look all of us understand how much it's vilified we all everybody knows like the wahhabis or whatever are not islam everybody knows yeah. that rape is haram it's also illegal like we, everybody knows but what you said was a claim that Oh, they're just fudging the crime statistics to make Muslims look worse and and help whites. And like, that's just not true, dude. It isn't. It's no, the exact no, opposite. They did not go after effect. a gang because yeah, yeah, no, it would look saying... bad for their multiculturalism. Yeah, if I and came the, and across those, that those, way, I'm not those sure guys, how I came the religion that. had nothing to do with it. Like they didn't rape people because they're Muslim. They happen to be from Pakistan and happen to be Muslim. They raped them because they're a bunch of shitheads. Third yeah, world. Yeah, no, third I, world. I know you get and, it, and nobody people... was saying, nobody was blaming that on Islam, not in our chat. They're just like, Fuck I hope those so guys. because, you know, because the they way say the same thing about the dirty me. Mexicans raping people and they're Catholic. Nobody cares. The, that's you know? right. That's right. No, no, no. I was, I was under the impression that some of the people were not 
and they they did claim that they're Islamophobes as well. So I'm not sure if you follow the chat, but some of them said, you know, we don't, you know. Well, well yeah, to be honest, I, the, the, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. I, I, I want to <laughs> I, I clarify. They claimed they were Islamophobes as a response to your response. So obviously your response was not, it was not conducive to friendly relations between the world religions because you somehow made it a point about Islam. And you also had this thing where you reacted to people reacting with a poo emoji on a Le Pen story as being Islamophobes. And that is not what, like, when people hit a emoji icon to react to a story, that is neither an, an endorsement of this message or a detraction of the message that is just how they reacted to the story so the people gotcha. uh, reacting with a poo emoji might have been opposed to le pen or might have supported her but the emoji is kind of neutral uh, and I, I in my mind i would say they're opposed to le pen uh, but i don't know but the thing I, is, you don't have to make a big deal out of them reacting with a poo emoji because it's as off-putting to say Islamophobe, Islamophobe as as that other group that yells anti-Semite at the slightest little you know thing they're going to interpret it like oh my God you're attacking me and my religion and they're just not. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Point taken. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying. All right. All right. Let them back in the group. <laughs> Okay. Any other Q? Okay. 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 Uh, well. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I will it. do that. It's cool, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I. I right, Varg will handle that. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, it, people Ryan and Varg. I get it, man. I get it, dude. You're watching your people and your religion getting slaughtered, and I've been defending majority Muslim nations for 22 years. You and have, and, and that's why it. that's why I love you, man. And I I declared that. And when people you like tell times. me, "Oh, you don't, you can't judge this about Islam," I'm like, "The fuck, I can't, man." Like, it there's nothing special about it, you know. And if there's a gang of people from wherever raping people, fuck them. I'm not going to defend them because they're from Pakistan or something. Like, I will defend Pakistanis for getting drone strikes and all that, but you know, these individuals you, are you much defend. Yeah, no, I have defended defend, them. I defended Palestine, Israel. Iraq, Syria. I I made a movie about Yemen. Who else made a movie about Yemen? Nobody gives a shit about Yemen. You know, um, I've been on TV multiple times talking about the abuse in in Bahrain and all that. Like, I used to have a magazine called Voices of the Voices where I talked about uh, how many Egyptians are on the brink of starvation and how that was going to cause a revolution, and it did. Um, you know. I catch hell for defending uh, the, all these people, but I don't defend them because they're Muslim or because they're Christian. I defend them because they're human. And I would do, I've done the same thing in, about Ukraine and Latin America and anywhere else. You know, it's like even, even including Southerners in the United States. <clears throat> people, people of all walks of life get shit on and Zionist media will tear them up. You know, they've... Uh, they do character assassination on anybody. Look at the people Dunbas. Nobody gave a fuck about them for eight years. Like, they probably got less attention than even Palestine. Nobody said anything except for Putin. I mean, nobody in the Western media and not even a lot of journalists do and I do. I mean, 
even myself, I talked about the, the Maidan coup in 2014. I talked about Ukraine 2015, 16, and periodically I throw it in there when I'm ranting about whatever else. And I remember saying during the election, if Biden gets in there, we're going to have war in Ukraine. But every time there was a shelling or something of Donbass, I, I didn't report it. Same with Palestine. It happens so often that I just thought, well, you know, report it now and then. Like, just today, they killed Palestinians. Um, of course, a Palestinian got a couple of Israelis. <laughs> this shouldn't be funny, but, like, it's inevitable. He shot a couple of them, injured eight, killed two, and then he had a firefight with the police, and they killed him. 28-year-old man, whole life ahead of him, but not really because he's a Palestinian. So why not? He's like, I'm going to take you with me. They, they and that sucks for all the victims, obviously, because they're just who knows. These are just Israelis that are doing whatever. But uh, it's gotten to the point where they have so little voice that violence is the only way to get hurt. Is start shooting people. It's the only they're like, well, why'd you do it? Well, look around. You know, they're bulldozing down their houses. They're ethnically cleansing them. All of y'all know the story, but. How much? How many? Let's contrast like two days of news about Ukraine versus the last forty years of news on Gaza. How many uh, talking heads have condemned what Israel's done? Maybe George Galloway. That's about it. You know what I mean? Like nobody with a, and that's not even on TV. That's on like his podcast. You know what I mean? There are a few in like the Irish Parliament or something. There are some politicians that have spoken up for Palestine, but. As far as like Zionist media, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, ABC, CBS, I can't think of anybody, not even Tucker. Nobody has condemned Israeli violence. The only politician I can remember doing it is Ron Paul. His farewell speech, he said <laughs> he went after APAC even, but you can't. It's suicide. But they didn't talk about Donbass either because one of the things I've also heard is people saying shit like, oh, well, Yemen, Syria, uh, Pakistan, Iraq. They go through the whole list. <laughs> Mali, Somalia, whatever. That's because they're all black and brown people. I'm like, it doesn't matter what color they are. Well, the yeah, yeah, Eastern, yeah. Eastern Ukraine got bombed for eight years. 14,000 people died. And it was like less than news. Uh, uh, least, the I mean, there, there's actually been a lot of talk about Iraq. Like, I feel like that that did not go unnoticed. Like Libya, yeah, Yemen, definitely, you know. But um, and Donbas is definitely off the radar. Donbas and Yemen are just MSNBC didn't mention Yemen for a year and a half, not a single story. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like I, I want to say that like the the empire is just as happy for. Uh, uh, white people in Ukraine uh, fighting Russian white people to uh, kill each other as they are for Yemen to go unnoticed. Uh, it is not a question of identity. It's a question of power. And what does uh, the... Well, they do the Empire same thing when blacks are killing blacks in Africa. Nobody cares. Oh, right. we well, all the need only to time they talked about Boko Haram was with uh when they kidnapped a bus full of girls and that story was what seven days and disappeared you know what i mean yeah it, we all need to take a knee for joseph coney uh that's what we need to do 
Oh my god, I almost forgot about that whole. There was a uh, the oh, man. The, there was a movie about that. It was, it was like two years late, but, but the guy that produced it just one day was found like high on meth, walking around naked, talking to himself. Do you remember that? Yeah, he he was jacking it in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just what they do there, <laughs> but. But you know, he he brought a lot of attention to something that hadn't gotten any attention for some reason, and then they find him drugged out of his mind, masturbating outside in public. Like, I think he may have been set up. Like that was punishment, because he he wasn't like uh, some hobo drug addict. He's he had a job, he had a film, he had recognition. Why was he? How did he end up? jerking off in public high as a kite in San Francisco. Makes me wonder. Maybe he just, you know, is was a fuck up and did that, but I have my suspicions about Bradley Manning too. They call him Chelsea Manning. I'm like, was that willing? Or did they fucking give him a sex change against his will and was like, this is what happens if you speak out against the army. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I can create. I okay. So, um, Bradley Just Manning was. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he never. Bradley he, Manning he was gay, but he was never trans. There's a big difference between being homosexual and being trans. Wanted to become a woman. Like I, no I don't think they made him do. Uh, well, the uh, the incentives are to be a trans woman when you're locked up because you get more privileges and you get more sympathy. So. Uh, I uh, don't you can also never think... orgasm again in your life. Like, well, yeah, it's basically a uh, uh, what do you want I mean, to call it? A, if you're gay it's and a, you're locked it... up, you hit the lottery. I can't imagine well, being locked up with a bunch of women and all, and we're all in a cage and have nothing else to do. You know? Well, uh, it, it's it's basically like if you castrate yourself, the system likes you and they think you're ver worthy. Um, uh, but uh, we can't speculate too much on this because there's oh I don't, a lot I don't, of... not, there's no proof. But think about it with this. But the CIA would do that. Oh, we're going to punish you. We'll chop your dick off and make you a woman. And, and everyone who knows you will know what we did. He had never expressed like wanting to do that. He just suddenly came to that epiphany while he was in prison. I don't know. Chelsea Manning. I just call him Private Manning, but he, yeah. he, he, whatever, it was a stud for blowing the whistle. But what's amazing, and he was one of uh, WikiLeaks' sources, but all the stuff he leaked was sort of like, well, no shit. You know what I mean? Oh, we killed civilians in Iraq. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't need you for that. Like, there, were, there have been videos and reports about that online forever. It was all over LiveLeak. They... Is disgusting, and it's all in film. And it reminds me of yeah, the yeah. laptop. Like, how did you not know this? Why were you? Oh, this guy told this story of a helicopter shooting civilians or something. That if you go to my forum, do we write about stories like that every day? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, so, so what I want to say is like, um, um, the. Uh, uh, the war in Iraq, thanks to Bradley Manning, uh, which is his name, is one of the best documented wars in history, thanks to the releases he made. 
because he he released battle action reports uh, going way back in time. Uh, we all knew it was happening, but it it is something else when you actually have the actual physical evidence and the reports that the army and other factions had to make. Yeah, you can see uh, documenting. Yeah, if you but if you went through like antiwar.com's they used to have everyday update who died and you know about one or two soldiers american soldiers died per day right but also in those archives are all these civilians getting just the mowed, they mowed the lawn right and um it's not as good as detail as say well this to this, but a lot of that was Blackwater and these private companies who aren't even proper military. Like that's who could get away with it. And it was weird because they're like, well, they're a contractor when it benefited them and not when it didn't. <clears throat> yeah, they get the, Sorry, the privileges just, uh, of the military and the private industry. Just a quick question, Ryan. Um I wasn't aware of the fourteen years um, you know, of Ukraine being you know, bombarded. Uh, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Many people, um, uh, fourteen thousand like people into this. Eight years. Oh no, no, no! I was just saying that Ukraine, like only people like you who are into this full time, would be aware. Obviously, but what I'm saying is, most of us wouldn't have been aware. So why did they suppress that? I mean, they they put out the Iraq War, obviously not as frequently, or and the others that you mentioned. Why, what, why, what's the benefit in suppressing Ukraine, Donbass? Well, the left did it. So, like, when you look at the things that got no attention, like Libya and Ukraine, Obama did it, right? The left did it. And so the media left it alone. The reason the Iraq war got some criticism is because Bush did it. And so, and the media is super leftist. So they saw it as a way to attack George Bush. But they didn't give a fuck. Where Mali is another one. Mali, there was a war in Mali, uh, mostly by the French, but also all these surplus weapons from Libya went next door, and the Talreg uh, have been fighting with insurgents. And, uh, and I've done interviews with it. I did a long interview with uh, Rob, Professor Rob Prince, and Zunez and others uh, that I, you know, tried to give it attention, but just nobody gives a fuck about Mali. Most people don't know where Mali is. I mean, Somalia? I'm like, no, Somalia is there. Mali's over here. No, it's because Democrats did it. Uh, Yemen, though, that this is like a cyclical thing. They've had more than one war with Saudi Arabia. But uh, anything Saudi Arabia does never gets attention. They sponsor terrorist groups all throughout Africa. And so really the only one that got any attention was Iraq. And that's also because the scale um, was even larger than Libya and there was an ongoing occupation. Um, but most of that really was never on TV. TV was totally pro-Iraq war. What all resistance you saw was completely online. And it got derailed because they're all like, oh yeah, my oil. And, 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 and it's not about oil. Like, the U.S. already had the oil, oil for food program, because it was the first Gulf War. Second Gulf War is completely unnecessary. It was not for resources. 
I mean, there was oil, but it didn't go to America. It went to Israel. Three-fourths three, three of Israeli oil came from Iraq post-Iraq war. 77%. But that's never said. If you heard that, you heard it from me. It's been written about. It's in Forbes magazine. It's in written press and business press because they have to say it. But it's not in the news or politics or anything. But for Donbass, yeah, that... yeah, for eight years, these people have been getting killed. 14,000. I mean, think about it. Four, I think 13. I always take the lower number, but 13,000 and something, you know, close to 14,000 people killed. If you look at Palestine, right, they kill people every day, whatever, but not 14,000. Um, eight years, yeah, they probably have actually gotten to that number, but that's a lot, man. That's a huge conflict. Um, they kill hundreds every year in Palestine. Uh, this is uh, it's sickening, and a lot of it was in 2014, like right after the coup. And by 2015, they have the Minsk Agreement. And so from 2015 to now, well, until, not now, until like February of this year, um, it's been sniper fire and mortars and stuff like that, slow attrition and deaths. Uh, but still having to live like that. And then in February, they brought out the heavy artillery and started softening it up. And I think that's because Ukraine was planning to invade Donbass uh, in early March. And then Russia preempted it. And Russia would know. They have all the intelligence on the ground there. So the languages are very similar and they had everything. But, they, you know, people were suffered there. And I talked about it with Peter Lavelle. I talked about it with Pepe Azkabar. We did a show with Scott Ricard. We did a show with Joaquin Flores or two. Two with Lavelle, actually, at like four or five with Pepe. Um, I spoke about it just myself, and there aren't a lot of people I can get to talk about Ukraine. I think we had on Peter von Buren and Mark Sloboda. I had on the Saker, um, that's his nickname. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, a, a half a dozen. And who else did I have on? Um, Joaquin Flores, think, yeah, did I, had Joaquin Flores. On? I did. Yeah. We talked to oh, James Corbett and I talked about it, um, right when it got going, too. So, I feel like I covered it pretty good in 2014, 2015, and <clears throat> it's something I'd throw in just like I always rip on Lincoln. So, now and then I'd just go on my Ukraine rant and. Now and then I'd go, just now and then I'd go off and say what Saudi Arabia's doing to Yemen, just keep reminding people, you know, and same thing with Gaza and so on. But the Syrian war really soaked up a lot of it. It was Libya happened in 2011, and then the Syrian war was very serious from like 2011 to 2016 or 2015 or so. Uh, then it, the violence kind of died down 2017 because Trump got rid of CIA support and Assad started winning. And we covered that till about 2019. Um, but there hasn't much been going on in Syria uh, like there was. So I think that took a lot of my time and I didn't, I couldn't divide that between that and Ukraine. I'm like, well, the more serious situation right now is Syria. And I had Andrew Illingworth on, and we did the Syrian war updates on Vimeo. And I, I can't even, I, I interviewed 
shit like a lot on that. Ava Bartlett was on, Illingworth was on all the time. Inla Kesh came on, uh, Marm Sisley, Ted Postal, uh, you know, it just did it. We we talked about Syria every fucking day, right? Um, yeah, and, and but, it's worth yeah. no it, it's worth noting that like this coup they did in Ukraine was one of the most blatant coups in right. uh, in world history. They had U.S. senators going to speak to the demonstrators. The National Endowment of Democracy was all up in their business uh, promoting different uh, uh, media outlets and doing uh, subversion, which they do. And there was a, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I maybe and shouldn't Monsanto say this. But... was buying property in grain elevators before the coup. Just yes, out of the and, way. let's go buy a bunch of property in Ukraine for no reason. Yeah, and I maybe shouldn't say this, but I, I have, I have seen or read reports that Pierre Omididjar was involved oh, yeah. in setting up some oh. of these uh, uh, he was. media. He absolutely was. That's yes. the bit. That's the biggest name I forgot. D Doug Valentine and I talked about Ukraine huge, like many times, and he wrote a book about it. So if you get the CIA's organized crime, the right, first right, right. chapter is Doug Valentine and I talking about the Ukraine coup. Yeah, I just want to make it known to the people listening. So Pierre Omidyar is the billionaire behind eBay, and he's also the funder of The Intercept, but he's also involved in all these um, uh, intelligence operations around the world for the U.S. empire, uh, Ukraine PayPal. included. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a co-founder of PayPal. Um Friends with Peter Thiel and all that. Yeah, Pierre Omidyar basically bought a couple journalists, uh, Jeremy Scahill and Glenn Greenwald, who were hard-hitting journalists. Jeremy Scahill wrote the book Blackwater, went after them hard. Uh, Glenn Greenwald was one of the few, and he's kind of back again. He's returned, right? He's left The Intercept. They kicked him out for his Hunter story, but he'd been paid off. And was just doing fluff pieces for years. And he used to go What's on the that? Scott Horton show and stuff. And then he, he was just too big for that. Because Greenwald was the guy that Snowden leaked to. Well, Snowden leaked to Greenwald at The Guardian. Because Greenwald was a great journalist. But Pierre well, uh, and Mediar came and purchased them. That's what he yeah, did. Yeah, it was. So so my, uh, my uh, impersonation of uh, Jeremy Scale is, What's that, Massa? You don't want me criticizing the U.S. Empire? Okay, Massa. I won't do that, yeah. sir. He was <laughs> so good, though. He was great. Dude, his reporting on Yemen and uh, Somalia, he was, he was great. He was nominated for anti-neocon of the year one year. I think we gave it to Helen Thomas because she died. But um, whatever. Like He just, what's he done lately? You know, Pierre Omidyar paid him off. Well, he's and, uh, he's now he's now a podcaster, and he does like this SJW show for the Intercept, and it's really pathetic, yeah. and it's really he's just, not. He's for the it's shuckle. soft hit. Yeah, I, I want to say it's soft hitting. It's not hard hitting journalism. It's soft hitting. Which journalism. sucks because he has the ability, but he's basically been paid to be a fig, so a fig leaf. Yeah, yeah and well, uh, with, and there were others like that, like uh, Amy Goodman. Oh, God, she got 
She's either oh, she's terrible, off. dude. Like she, is, she, she is, went full Russia game. I know she's terrible, but like, it's not because she's stupid. Like they, she's taking it for a paycheck. Like, I know she knows better. Okay, okay. So Pacifica Network. Later. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pacifica Network, a a a radio station funded by a billionaire or a, like a wealthy Jewish man decides to uh, promote communism and fight against a man. And then suddenly around Trump, they just all heel turn and they start going like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to our democracy. We need to do Russiagate. We need to expose all this corruption in the Trump administration. We need to promote everything that's against Trump. Yeah. They used to be, they used to be really good sources of uh, uh, somber news reports about what the U.S. empire was doing, and then they stopped. They completely stopped, yeah. did a heel turn, and went full like neoliberal shit lib. And it's just a it's just right. a shadow of what it used to be now. But I can tell you, even like NPR, Goodman and stuff, in like two thousand. Oh. Did you fall out? Are you still there? Okay, so Ryan has fallen out. But uh, about uh, democracy now, they've uh, they've platformed a number of guests that discuss uh, the. Oh, uh, well, sorry, I can't really. Uh, I need to call Ryan to get him back online because that's that's how I uh, that's how I uh, maintain the stream. So I'm calling oh, Ryan right now. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. It was the elevator. Oh, and I'm getting a call. Hi. Um, I was saying oh, around me. 2003 and stuff that Goodman and all did good work on a rock. Like, or, a, you know. And I won't call it good, but at least they mentioned stuff happening in Palestine, right? At least they, what they do was this, uh, I used to have a term for this, but like, let's say Israel attacks Palestine a hundred times and Palestine attacked Israel one time. That's the exaggeration. But you could get a five-to-one ratio easy, right? What Democracy Now! would do is they would cover one Israeli attack and one Palestinian attack. And they say, well, look, we're being fair because we covered this evenly. We covered their attack and we covered their attack. We're like, yeah, but there might have been like 50 attacks on Palestine and only one on Israel, and you'll cover it one-to-one which like is really skewing the ratio of the reality on the ground because you want to say it's fair. Like what you need to say is there was all these attacks first and then Hamas did this or something, but they wouldn't. But, but can, still, can at I, least they covered the one attack, which is more than anything on mass media would do. Can I coin the term here? Boutique anti-imperialism it was sort of like an upper class. I'm informed. Yeah, I listen I actually, to democracy now. Right, like I, I listen to NPR and I heard this thing, but I had a, I actually created a dictionary. Uh, okay, so here's going way back. For, I had a thing called Rise Rants. It was just a, a page on AOL, a website. It was more than a page. And I created a dictionary, and I wonder if this is searchable or not. But, And I actually made up words for things that always happen in politics that there wasn't a term for like when you're asking a politician a question and they 
just decide they don't like that question. So they give the answer to the question they wanted to be asked instead of what you actually asked. That happens all the time, right? I made a term for that. So I'm like, oh, they're caroling or whatever. Like it was the, there was a word for it. And uh, it was a very useful dictionary because you, you would notice the, the type of stunts that, uh, that I've explained and made words for all the time. And I, and I was studying philosophy of language and I thought this would be very useful if this catches hold. Because we have uh, a bunch of terms for like um, logical fallacies, right? Red herring, straw man, da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, but it's not complete enough. There's, um, they've come up with more tactics, so we need to have, <laughs> we need to uh, solidify this with terms. And uh, it didn't catch on. It kind of did around my college, but that was about it. And then they yeah. erase my AOL. So that sucks. But yeah. <laughs> uh, prehistoric uh, cancel culture is what you experience way yeah. before it was hot. Uh, uh, like 2016, that's when cancel culture got really hot. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, 2020, yeah. everybody's talking about it because Trump got banned. But like the, the point of Alex, cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, is to uh, restrict the information flows going to the American public. And they succeeded <laughs> in that completely. They have completely sanitized the information spectrum. Shagaga's shirt but, got canceled before it was cool. Well, it, it's kind of funny, but like, uh, it, it's sort of like uh, all these QAnon people, uh, like, they're the ones dedicated to finding information banned by the system. So it's kind of sad, but those are like the people we can reach because they're on Telegram because they believe right. in free speech. But uh, all the other normies, uh, they don't they don't actually believe in the principle. They're just uh, they're just passively uh, watching the news. And uh, whenever you talk to a normie about the Ukraine conflict, you just realize that like the, the flood of propaganda that they uh, ingest is too big for you to debunk because the lies come out like 10 lies happen and then you debunk one and then there's 10 lies more and you just can't stop it. Just like this Kramatorsk uh, uh, happening where I've seen well, I've train, seen reports. Yeah, the train attack, right? They got yeah, the train station. Because yeah, so it seems like, so they're like, well, they hit the train. Yeah, yeah, well, I I've seen reports from and this is from the BBC. So I've seen reports where they go like uh those rockets aren't really that accurate and they might miss by half a mile. But then there's always uh, also reports from Scott Ritter saying like, yeah, that was definitely shot from uh Ukrainian positions. Uh but you can't make sense of it because like uh uh, once they this uh, once the media has figured out, oh, this wasn't a but Russian it, atrocity, they just stopped wait, covering it. Wait, it's not it. a grad. It wasn't a grad rocket, was it? No, it was a Toshka two. I thought two. it was the S. Yeah, so it was you could Toshka hit something two. with that, right? Yeah, well, I, I've let Universal Human back in, but uh, so, but but the point is, uh, the the at the point where you've debunked it, the media has already moved on to a different story. They don't even care about that story anymore because they got the headlines and most people just absorb the headlines. So Russia bad because Russia did uh, attack on train station. 
and Ryan uh, fell out once again. But Universal Human, do you got something to say? I'll let you back into the group. So speak yeah, your no, piece. I just had a quick question. Just a quick question for both you and Ryan, whoever wants to answer it. Um, what happened to uh, that guy you were interviewed by, or you interviewed, is it um, Peter Little? So that the American guy from California who was, um, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, the guy that got kicked out, but he was a, a Republican and he got kicked out by the California uh, Republican. Um, Patrick Little. Patrick Little. That's it. I think you spoke with him. Because uh, yeah, I had your, yeah, yeah. I had your video. And I can't find it now. But uh, what happened? Do you guys keep in contact? And what what do you what is he doing these days? Because I've not heard anything from him since. Well, I I know what he's doing, but I'm not going to say because okay, uh, that's fine. He is very highly monitored, so I will not add to that. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm cheering but, uh, for him. Um, so that's I I have I got people helping him out, so don't worry about it. But like, uh, he I take care of all the black sheep, even the ones I totally disagree with. I'm like, man, that shouldn't happen to you. It just shouldn't. You know, when Morrison he died in Thailand. Basically, they canceled all his shit. He ran out of money and got sick and died. I don't know if y'all remember Morrison, what was that, 808 or 108? I forgot. I just Morrison, but he just couldn't earn a living anymore. And that happened to Michael Piper. They, uh, he sold so many books, and which didn't all go to him. And like, he died just, there wasn't a Patreon or any of that stuff. And of course, he wasn't allowed on PayPal. And, they made it so difficult. There was no Odyssey. There was no bit shoot. Like if he had lived a few more years, he would have gotten a- across the curve, right? But uh, he didn't. He ended up. His, his, they set his house on fire, and so he moved out to live with Mark Glenn and died alone in a hotel with a or a motel with a cat. Like that's just fucked, man. And it's bec- they just they go after you financially. They cancel you on everything. You can never get a job anywhere because. Like, if I try to get a job in the U.S., you're going to Google my name, and, and they're going to hear shit like, oh, he's a Holocaust, and I already hates Jews. And blah, blah, blah. They just write a bunch of shit about you, and they do it anonymously, right? Canary Mission or stuff like that, <clears throat> to try to ruin, destroy your life. And they have destroyed some people's lives. And it's not going to, like, it's affected me. I lost money, but I live in Japan, and I have my own business. I found ways around the censorship, but it ain't been easy. But the since they're banning so many other people now, because, you know, they hit, I'll say they hit Piper before me even, or around the same time, 2005. Um, but now we do have Odyssey, and they have direct payments, and there's Entropy. Even though they got hit, they've bounced back. That's some good news. Um, and there's Digital Coins, and there's um, bit shoot and it's kind of rumble or whatever. There are places to put your material where you can at least survive. Uh, but there weren't before. It was YouTube or nothing. And, yeah, you know, and... I've been thrown off AdSense too. Can't use Google AdSense. But now the whole state of Russia is in that boat. 
Well, yeah, they, it, this is the first time they've canceled the country. Uh, but I have to say, I, I'm uh, right at Lorraine. this moment. Uh, well, not right at this moment. I'm reading Michael Collins Piper's book on uh, JFK right now. And his research oh, is stellar. The references, yeah. uh, the resources, uh, everything mm-hmm. is uh, uh, pretty uh, awesome. Uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to Cy Hirsch for doing the reporting that made uh, the overarching theme of the book possible because uh, his reporting is uh, vital for the the thesis of this book. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Cy Hirsch has been, uh, you know, he broke the My Lai Massacre in, Lai Massacre in Vietnam. He broke the story about Abu Ghraib in Iraq. He talked well, about the red line and the rat line in Syria. He's been, well, you know, yeah. Honest. Have have you <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this story about Bin Laden? This might be like a controversial topic that we haven't covered, but uh, basically, his reporting on Bin Laden is that Bin Laden was in a jail uh, set up by the Pakistani ISI uh, to neutralize him, to basically make it render him incubit impotent in uh, uh, political actions and that the u.s found out about this and then just broke into the jail and executed him that is a far more compelling story than bin laden just happened to be uh, situated in a central uh, pakistani town in a badabad where he wasn't bothered that, by anybody that was actually the take by this comedian, this bald-headed comedian. His name was like Z or Zeb or something like that. I don't remember. He used to be use his stuff on Boiling Frog sometimes. But he'd do this thing, he'd wear sunglasses, he'd be bald, he would just like come at like bang, 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 bang. I would, uh, with satire stuff, where he acted like he was a U.S. agent fucking up what he was saying. He was telling the truth and then going, oh, oh no, and then, and that was one of the things he said, like, we, we were just holding Biden in a jail cell and we decided to, to, to nail him uh, when, when Obama needed a bump. And yeah. I remember him saying that and thinking, you know, I think, <laughs> I know you're like being sarcastic. I think that's happened. And when Ron Paul even hinted, it didn't hint, he said on the House floor, Obama's probably in Pakistan right there in that border. Between Afghanistan and he's probably in Pakistan, and he was. They were holding him there. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, reports he had died in December or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 he died. He, They had him, and they were going to, whenever they wanted to use his death for a bump, they could. Yeah. Uh, I remember okay. George Bush saying, I'm truly not that concerned with him. He already knew he was in jail. Yeah, uh, and anybody, if you're in chat and you want to ask a question, uh, this is your chance. You can raise your hand and I will let you in. I got to say more of this. George Bush said, I'm truly not that concerned with him. He's more on the Saddam Hussein. But it's the perfect situation. They don't want him out there doing press attacks. They also don't want him dead. They want him controlled. If he's in prison in Pakistan, you still have the boogeyman of Osama bin Laden out there to scare the public with, with your color-coded terror alerts and stuff, whereas you know he ain't really out there. And that was the deal. Keep him. Keep him in jail. 
whatever. They want to kill yeah. him. Like well, a national yeah. hero. Yeah, and uh, they kind of question. kept him in check as like a small uh, electoral uh, propaganda point for the campaign, which is what he oh, ended that up. That didn't make sense either. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. going to bury him at sea. Uh, and then Bill Team yeah, 6 yeah. got wiped out on one helicopter after like a week later. Yeah. But, uh, well, Jiggling yeah. Juice is in chat and he wants to ask a question. But Jiggling Juice, your audio is a bit low. So speak up and speak clearly. Okay, my bad. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. No, I was just wondering why do you think they didn't provide more evidence of his death? Like you said, they just dumped his body and we didn't get, I don't think we've seen any photos or DNA or anything. So if they're going to use it to bump his ratings, wouldn't they want that? It's worse. They faked his uh, photo of a dead Iraqi and, or somebody did. They just did that picture online. But it was just, uh, I'd actually seen a lot of the dead Iraqis. They're like, nope, I've seen that picture before. That's this guy. It was. Oh, God damn it. I'm getting called. Hold on. Well, yeah, Ryan. Ryan fell. But yeah, so uh, the reason the U.S. Uh, decided to kill uh, uh, bin Laden at that point was for propaganda purposes uh, to help their campaign. And they leaked a fake uh, photo online to aid their propaganda effort uh, where everybody uh, gathers around the photo and thinks, oh, my God, this is evidence that we killed bin Laden. This is like underground evidence. We got the photo and uh, you can be edgy and we'll look at this photo of us uh, shooting him in the face in the aftermath. But the, the reality is uh, Osama bin Laden was uh, an intelligence asset. And the Pakistani treated him as that and then put him in a gilded cage. And the U.S. only decided to kill him once it was politically beneficial to the re-election campaign of Obama. And that should give you some uh, context and indication of what he really was. Because he wasn't this big bad, well, he was this big bad terrorist. But what he did... Ultimately, and this is my analysis, and I don't think Ryan endorses this, but it was uh, beneficial to the U.S. imperial position. And that is his purpose. And that is why he was allowed to operate for that long. Even though, like, the U.S. had plenty of intelligence on him and his whereabouts, but they chose not to act. And then you've got to ask yourself, why didn't they choose to act? Why didn't they nat nib this uh, problem in the bud uh, earlier? But that is uh, yeah, Clinton yeah. had a chance to get him. They were going to turn yeah, it over. Clinton, Clinton, and even Bush. Oh, 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 I've seen this story, but I don't know how true it is. But apparently, he went into a U.S. he went into a U.S. operated hospital and had some treat. Uh, I don't know how true this is. But apparently he had some liver issues and he got that treated at a U.S. funded hospital in Pakistan. Yeah. Yep. But it's, um, the, he was it's one hard. of Reagan's freedom fighters. Yeah. So it's hard to he know. He gathered all that diaspora to fight the Soviets, right? You can't do them dirty. But yeah. God, it could be even worse. He could have been working with the U.S. and they knew it the whole time. Well, he was going to die of his uh, liver disease anyway. They they took credit and killed him or whatever who knows the whole thing is fishy as fuck the whole thing obama definitely killed Gaddafi. 
Hillary was running the show by then, but uh, he was Obama the spineless. He just let the State Department do whatever it wanted. Was, you know, Obama and Netanyahu hate each other. But yeah, he still but, gave him everything he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, but Obama saw what happened to Kennedy when he tried to oppose uh, that lobby. <laughs> so, so he, and he also saw what happened to uh, Martin Luther King, to be honest. So he knew, like, I don't, these people. I don't think you could kill the first black president. It would just, oh, fucking. If China ever wanted to have a, <laughs> a riot from within, yeah, yeah, but you do. How, how is Obama going to know that is not a possibility? He is well aware of the power factions in the U.S. government, and he knew he's, that he's was a fucking money. cocksucker himself. You know, it wasn't because he, he's he just rolled over. He didn't care. I mean, he, he spent twenty-eight trillion dollars on bailouts. He he did. He invaded three nations. He said he was going to get rid of Gitmo, and he ended up doubling the size of Gitmo. Like, either he got in there, and the bureaucrats like, whatever, bitch, you're not really in charge. We are. Or he just, you know, he just wants the title of president, and they all understand that the president's not really the president. Just want to, want to put you, you know, I'm going to be the famous president of the United States. They're not in charge of dick. Trump told would tell people, pull out of Syria, withdraw these troops, and they'd be like, that's nice, and they just lied to him. The Pentagon lied to the president, and no consequence for it. We know they did that. Not even fired. They should be in jail. They should be tried for treason. That's, that's punishable by death. But all these people, and Doug McGregor was talking about this earlier, same kind of thing. You got all these congressmen and stuff that get, you know, special medical deals, special, well, basically insider trading, like the Pelosi family. And it's just par for the course. Yeah. They know there's no consequences, so they all just do it. And then you had Cawthorn from North Carolina, Madison Cawthorn saying, I got invited to an orgy and I've seen congressmen and aides doing a bump of cocaine right in front of me. Just couldn't believe well, it. Yeah. I, I want to ask, do you believe that the U S military industrial complex has, has full power of the U S presidency presidency and has completed a coup basically ensuring their power uh, in their well, foreseeable future no the israelis have control yes that too. we went to war we went to war for them not we didn't do anything in american interest <laughs> the iraq war syria war well, that's all for israel that goes yeah, against american it. interest we lost money we lost lives we lost prestige we lost credibility we lost everything and you know all these families all these dead soldiers israel didn't lose any soldiers or money they they everything was a gain for them all the neocons that lied us into war both in iraq and ukraine right it's still blinken newland whatever it's a bunch of zionist jews that's who's running the show and they could be like mic whatever fine mic can profit off of any war you know why go to war in iraq and syria and libya because that's what israel wanted no. I second and the that. same I, I totally, fucking the totally. same thing in Ukraine, completely run by Zionist Jewish oligarchs, and they want to punish Putin because he kicked them out of the country. There, they got a bunch of refugees. The third largest population of Jews in the world was Ukraine, and now they're all going to Israel, and that's the only ones they accepted. If you weren't a Jew, they didn't take you in. They didn't care if you were a legit refugee from a war. They only wanted their kind of people. 
which is the epitome of racism. They cannot shake their finger and say, y'all, you fucking Nazis, when they're fucking Israelis. They have a race-based well, state themselves. They've actually well, done they, it. What the Nazis are trying to do, Israel did. Well, uh, the Bonina functionary at Yandex uh, moved to Israel to uh, yeah. not live in a country at war with its neighbors. So it comes full circle. Yeah. Like the clown world is complete because she claims that Israel is not at war with its neighbors, who they bomb regularly and at will without yeah. no repercussions. That's like leaving Canada to go to Australia for free speech. To to add insult to injury, though, you've got to you've got to also remember that whilst they're milking the United States for you know almost eleven million dollars a day, they're also um, raising funds, you know, in the name of refugee, you know, like Wings of Eagle Foundation to, yep, uh, and I can't even remember the other names. Um, JSOL, Jewish Agency. There's a bunch of them. We've got the same exact problem. And these guys, these agencies, the a lot of the Israeli agencies for allegedly Jewish refugees, which have not been necessary since the end of the Second War, by the way, uh, they never disappeared. And they've just morphed into these giant uh, organizations for human trafficking. Because they have it all in place. Like, well, refugee is, you know, moving people around. It's the same uh, skill set and things you need. You need financing, da, da, da. And they, under the auspice of, oh, we're helping Jews flee persecution in Timbuktu or whatever. But that's not what they do it. They're moving young Ukrainian white girls to Israel to be forced into prostitution and brothels in Tel Aviv. And they're buying girls from fuckers like Jean-Luc Brunel. Well, he's dead now. But <laughs> Kolomoisky had a lot of those, was involved in those rings. Um, but apparently he was button heads with Will S. Wexner, so they put sanctions on Kolomoisky every... He used some of the money in Bezels from Privat Bank to fuck over uh, a lot of people in Ohio in a scam he was doing over there. It, the, the level of corruption and the shit they're doing is mind-numbing. It's, uh, it's endless. Like I get tired of looking into it. I'm like, oh yeah, one should be enough. We really have to keep adding more. Like, let's just pick any of these crimes and stick on it and get a prosecution. Right. Uh, they don't know who Brunel is. They don't know who Kolomoisky is. They don't know about the brothels in Tel Aviv. Nobody knows. The, well, the one they knew was Ep Jeffrey Epstein, and that's because they thought it went to Trump. Well, yeah, well, Kolomoisky was so brazen that he would even defraud other oligarchs. So he would steal from other billionaires mm -hmm. and he would steal from his workers raiding their pension so funds. Governor. Yeah. Oh, and there's another governor yeah. of the new uh, Ukrainian elite, and that is uh, 
Mikhail Saakashvili from Georgia, who is famous for leading the Rose Revolution <laughs> in Georgia. Uh, and apparently in one election in Georgia, he got uh, and my number. Uh, I know the number is either 94% or 96% of the vote. But apparently in a democratic election, he got 94% or 96% of the vote. And mm -hmm. after he was ousted from Georgia, Do you remember he just went of, on. Ossidia and they were like, oh, sorry. They're yeah. outside of South Ossidia and they were saying, there, uh, the shots are being fired. So he and the Polish president stop and get out their car and literally started running around the car, waving their hands back and forth. Like, you know, I always say hand, hand waving bell raisers and like a bunch of yeah, yeah. They're like just waving their hands left to right, like you know, like it's a concert, like, oh, way, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And you're going to go travel. You're two presidents, right? You're going to go in a car and travel to, uh, an area that's in the middle of a fucking battle and you hear shots at the middle of the night and what do you do you you set a gun in it or whatever you get out of the car and start waving your hands around and running around like chickens well uh, okay okay it was, well it's it was, the whole thing is a stunt it was a, it was a completely staged stunt and, and you have a camera crew with you too like oh you just have, oh, you just have to have all that in place right? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well it's important to note like so so after he was uh done doing agitation against the russians and got wrecked in the south ossetia war he then moves on to ukraine where he becomes a governor of a ukrainian province yeah. and, and uh, that is just you his job now so he just moves around wherever nato has its uh talons uh centered and uh uh, come to find out, he he then left Ukraine uh, recently and went back to Georgia, where he was promptly arrested for being corrupt, and he was put in prison for being a slime ball. So that is the that is the Democrat the 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 NATO has hailed as a Democratic leader, <laughs> the man that got ninety four percent of uh, the votes in an election. <laughs> And so it's like they uh, they just treat these guys like they're like NATO uh, like study buddies that just go around all over wherever you NATO know, he has. He was it. their guy. Yeah, he was their guy. The reason that the pipeline didn't go through the Armenian territory, like it it loses money. It has to go up and through Georgia and around from um, the one from Azerbaijan, you know, uh, and then it all it connects it to Turkey. And, uh, but like it had to be Georgia. Because they would just go and blow it up, unless it was them. So if you put it anywhere else, we're gonna spend far less money uh, destroying it than you are making it, and capitulated to violence. And that was Sakashvili too, his thugs. That's what he yeah. did his place in NATO and get their blessing. <clears throat> in my opinion, uh, it's one of the things he did anyway. That stunt yeah. where they got out of the car to run around waving their hands um, on film because they have a camera right behind them, right? That was just over the top. And that, that kind of crap is like the mobile crematoriums, you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, mobile so crematoriums? What is this? Mobile weapons labs meets crematoriums? Or what's now? They, they took you babies out of the incubators and threw them on the end. No, they took babies out of the incubators and threw them. 
you fucked up my joke twice, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Come on. You're muted. <laughs> I had a good... He's muted. I muted him. Uh, but yeah, say your piece now. Oh, you're you're you fell out. Well, anyway, I mean, this... I mean two times two times is enough. Like I can't. It doesn't work now. Comedic oh, timing. All right. Yeah, well, they got mobile uh, crematoriums, um, and they're uh, putting up a great defense. And the Ukrainian armed forces is a formidable force that has not been defeated, and they haven't gotten all their uh, communication infrastructure wrecked, and they don't have all their tanks wrecked, and they don't have all their foreign legions wrecked, and uh, all their uh, weapons ammunition. The whole navy. Those have not been wrecked, and the Ukraine is doing great. (laughs) They have no navy. All they did was mine the waters, which themselves and merchant marine ships and anything else, right? Because they just put water mines all over the place. These well, fucking idiots. Uh, they don't yeah. have a navy. They've lost 90% of the Air Force. They're filling fuel. They're having officers surrender in mass, you know. And did you see the speech by that Chechen officer that made the parallels between the hobby fanatics that got sent to Chechnya and brainwashed the youth and got into two wars with Russia? And the Nazi battalion flavor and, you know, rinse and repeat in Ukraine. It's really good speech. No, I, I've not seen that. But it is, uh, it is telling about how the U.S. conducts itself. Because uh, who do they support in Albania? Uh, like criminal, I- insane, rabid factions. Who do they support in Syria? Uh, criminal, rabid, beheading factions. Uh, all over the world, when the U.S. Uh, decides to put their hand on the scale and support a faction in a civil uh, conflict, in a civil war, they choose the most uh, belligerent uh, atrocity-committing uh, faction. They always choose the ones that are the most uh, heinous because right. that's who they can work with. Uh so yeah, I, I believe it. Al- Zionists, Al Qaeda, Nazis, like these are bedfellows, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's the extreme in the political sense is who they ally with because that's how you'd uh or this might sound bad, but like uh if you want to drum up like nativists um uh, uh fighting spirit in people, you need to go to the extreme. So you need to take the rejects of the society, like this botsman character, you need to take the ones that are like rejects of the society and weaponize them into being a force against their uh, own population. Well, and that is what they do. Black Lives Matter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah same problem. thing. That Everywhere they go, far, they just ramp up extremists, right? Always extremists. Right. They always take the extremist side. And then claim they're all about like multicultural uh, harmony. And they did millions of dollars worth of damage by you know hitting businesses that were closed and things like that. But they couldn't go house to house because Americans are armed and would shoot them. Uh, but they tried. There's the uh, what's that family in L.A. They're standing out in their yards with the guns. You know, something family. Uh, I forget. What the Koreans? A man and a woman. No, not the rooftop Koreans. It's a, a guy and his wife like stood in their yard with their guns. Somebody in that knows what it is. And Antifa came by and they're like, not here. 
But anyway, that every single business that had someone stand in front of it with a gun got left alone. But if you weren't there and you weren't armed, your business got burned down. That simple. I want to say their name okay. starts with the K. Kaminsky yeah. or some shit like that. Ryan, uh, we've been streaming for 75 minutes now. Uh, Universal Human wants to speak. Uh, I don't know how you want to deal with this. Well, he can, but anybody else, is, he's already been on a little bit, give him a chance. Does anybody like... else want to speak their piece? Do you got a question? You got a observation? Do you want to say something? Uh, raise the hand and we will let you in. Uh, we've already dealed, uh, we've already handled the beef with Universal Human. He's back in prime chat. And uh, uh, I, I just want to advise back in. Uh, Gerald is promised not to say the N word anymore, so we'll let him in. And then, oh, Gerald Manderley. Uh, okay. Yeah. Probably tomorrow or something, we'll let Gillette back in. Like, he's had like five warnings. They did spread it out over like I years. tried so hard to warn him. I was like, dude, yeah. don't post that. <laughs> like I tried so we, hard. We don't like being draconian, but that's you know, look, it just like that could be banned. There's no there's no other thing to replace it with. And I don't have the ability to build it up again because this the telegram only has the thousands that it has because it had a small overlap from when I started YouTube. And I don't and so I can't do that again. So if we lose Telegram, we're not gonna be able to just make another one. So we have to. If you could say all our assholes, we're like, fine. But we made another group, Simpson Hose, where you can say whatever the fuck you want. So. Oh I yes. Know how uh, be how can in be Simpson, more fair? You know. <laughs> yeah, and I want to make this clear: Ryan is not an admin of Simpson Hose, right. and I am much more lenient. I will allow you to say whatever you want. Hey. <laughs> I'm the one who created the group, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you say the N word and stuff. To, like personally, I don't give a shit. But they do. Yeah, but and don't. So I got. Yeah, but don't do it associated to your name because any time, like right. the ADL or the SPLC, can write a hit piece about, uh, like, oh, Ryan Dawson, and some of his chatters have said this. But if it's just me, then nobody cares because nobody cares about base travel. I'm just, a, just like a, a sub 1,000 YouTube channel. Nobody gives a shit about me. They can't and even I like it that way, to be honest. Like, I prefer it. Like, I don't. They misspelled the name. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Bard from Norway. Uh, my name is Bard, and you can find me at bardsevents.com. Uh, oh, it's Bard. It's not Bard with a D? No, no, it's Bard. Bard. Bard from Norway. Oh. Yeah. We, in Norway, we do a lot of bardering. Uh, that's where my name comes from. <laughs> the Bard. <laughs> well, I, I feel so, I should explain this. So me and Ryan, uh, Ryan hosted the What Really Happened show on RBN Network. And mm -hmm. uh, the producers of the show listed me as being Bard with a B from Norway. And my name is not Bard. My nickname is Varg, uh, but they yeah. got that wrong. But they corrected the mistake, so I am now his, Varg from Norway. His real name is Richard. No. Yes. <laughs> sure. Richard, Richard Mensur. What, no, not, not Richard. Pritchard. 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 
Poindexter. So <laughs> Pritchard Prancer. That's my name. Yes. Pritchard Prancer. Princess Pritchard Spencer. <laughs> okay, now we got to figure out how to get uh, Gerald in back in the group. Uh, and uh, I think Human wanted to say something again. Captain uh, Lion thing. Something. Um, I have a bunch of old videos on that. I, I used to know it better than I do now, but I'm glad you brought that up again. Fucks, man. A whole archive of I told you so's on YouTube that they got rid of. Fucking sucks. I heard straight about that. Like, he's he's been spot on. The one thing he got wrong was on the uranium theft. But to be fair, the most hidden evidence about that wasn't released till 2011, 2015, which he did not get to see when he wrote his book about it. But whatever, you know, he's, I mean, when it comes to journalists, like who who is uncovered more things generation to generation, like from seventies now, than that guy. I can't think of a journalist of that, that caliber. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I which, get, oh, oh, do you want to? Do you want to hear from Aziz uh, eighth A three I three? Yeah. Aziz, speak your piece. Say your thing. Is that like the, uh, the French, the French singer Ali? ACZA3, you're on the line. Let us know what you're thinking. Hey guys, uh, just was thinking about uh, food shortages that are upcoming in Europe and uh, refugees that are going there also. It's not a good combination for the Europeans, I think so. Because. For the refugees, uh, yeah. Not for refugees, actually, for the Europeans also. So. These guys uh, who are heading there have much more physical power, and they are a little bit aggressive than the European guys. So there might be some, uh, how I say, national crises over there, regional, maybe. It almost seems like that's the plan. The uh, food shortages, well, Europe will have... uh, I don't think that like the food is gonna not exist. It's just gonna be unaffordable. Uh, but the global south is gonna have famine. Hi. Yeah, I don't think these world economic forum people give a fuck. They're like, good depopulation. That's the whole point. And with refugees, yeah, like what you're saying, like, well, what happens with the animals at the watering hole when the water starts to dry up? I'll start killing each other. Yeah, we're, we're um, gonna I can, have I can riots. see Europe is so tough that the police buy refugees against the local population. <laughs> they hit you, that's okay. You do something back to go. It'll be so, the West uh, actually, Bank. Ryan, actually, Ryan, you're roboting, by the way. Uh, but uh, Ozzy, say started, your piece. Yeah, I actually started to reading some stuff. Uh, Germans are uh, that they are. They're saying that Berlin is turning into a shithole and Stockholm and Malmö in Finland, I believe. So they're also like 
uh, turning into refugee shitholes. So locals are not even trying to get to the regions and stay away from there. So they are complaining about those regions, the major cities in there. Yeah, I got a, a pretty good joke about Berlin. Well, it's true, but I think it's funny, so it's a joke. But uh, there's a refugee from uh, whatever, or something. And he was actually very appreciative because he's a real refugee. He would just go in there to welfare um, something. I think he's from Libya. Um, he goes to this German guy and he says, I just want to thank you for me and family, we got money, we have a home now, and interrupts him and says, oh, no, no, I'm not German, I'm from Turkey. Oh, excuse me. Goes up <laughs> to another guy and says to the German guy, finally, that I just want to thank you uh, for me and my family, we got home, I got medicine, it was her, stops and says, oh, no, I'm not German, I'm Armenian. There's a third right. guy. Thing happens. He's like, well, "We're Germans." Guy looks at his yeah. watch. He goes, "Probably at work." Yeah, they're working. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. Yeah, that uh, actually yeah. that joke <laughs> well, was uh, told uh, by okay. some fam uh, famous famous. Uh, sorry, as I just Ryan, you're roboting, so I don't know what I you need to do. I can't help it. It's just, I, it's just, I, it's I just can, the area we're in. I can retell his joke. I know I'm familiar, quite familiar with that joke. If not, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not robotic. I can try to fill his blanks. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the couple you're talking about, I believe, so Mark McCloskey from St. Louis, I believe, so, right? Uh, people with yes, AR-15s. Yeah, is it still roboting? No, no it's a bit far better now. Just the area we was. Ah, uh, again, it's starting. <laughs> it's the so the, the joke. The joke was like uh, Turkish guy is like uh, thanking the German people uh, on the interview. I believe so. So thanking German people like for the uh, subsidies he's getting uh, and uh, stuff. So they. Interviewer asks, are you German? No, I'm Turkish. So next guy is uh, thanking for the housing. And they're asking, is he, uh, is he German? No, he's Arabic, and etc., etc. At the end, where all, uh, the journalists ask, where are all your Germans probably working now? <laughs> so that, that's the punchline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, to, to add to the joke, uh, I just want to say, from German to Berlin, in every city that I'm in, my heart is pumping with love. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, have, that's uh, a pop song. That's a pop Parker. song. Come on, Ryan, your audio is so roboting right now, so I don't know if we can continue. Well, to be honest, there's nothing I can do. Harko has their hand up. Let them say whatever. If I can't answer, the too bad. Yes, thanks. Uh, that was my part, actually. I was like, uh, food shortages and uh, nutritions will be, uh, and it will, it will be mayhem, mayhem in Europe, I believe, so in close three uh, or five Oh, years. yes, totally. There's going to be widespread mayhem. Uh, people won't uh, be able to get the food that they want. There won't be enough food. Uh, there won't be enough fertilizer, which means there won't be enough food in the future. 
there won't be enough oil to run the farm machinery. Uh, so all across the board, you're looking at a trifecta of bad omens for the food market because there won't be enough fertilizer, there won't be enough wheat, and there won't be enough oil to fuel the farm machinery to uh, harvest the food and plant it. So uh, we're looking at bad times ahead, no matter how you splice it. It's and going to be more bad. Mouths, more mouths yeah, oh, yes. because of refugees. We also will have electric cars. They will help us for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah cause the, the, where do they get the electricity from again? <laughs> I, I don't know. Sun maybe. Oh, just... <laughs> Uh, okay, it just okay. Comes out of the wall, right? <laughs> okay, Aziz, I'm gonna mute you now. But we've uh, got a girl in chat, or we got Harco. So uh, if any of you want to speak your piece, do it now while Ryan has reception. Uh -huh. <clears throat> okay, speak your piece. Come on, just unmute Hi. yourself and sit. Yeah, could be a dude. About the short. Hello. Uh, about the shortage of um, fertilizer. Um, I live in uh, Central America, so we import our fertilizer from U.S., you know, but we have not banned Russia. So we have to overcome what the, like, direct commerce with what? How, how do you counter-arrest that uh, coming shortage? Uh, oh, okay, so... Uh... If you're importing your fertilizer from the U.S., what do you think the U.S. is going to do when they don't have enough fertilizer? They're going to keep it for themselves. And that is that, a direct right. consequence. Yeah, that's a direct consequence of Russian fertilizer not being on the world market because of sanctions. So the U.S. Uh, the USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, has already announced a program uh, of $250 million to produce a locally produced uh, fertilizer. But I don't know if they can spin that up or like set that in motion quickly enough. So I don't know if that's enough for uh, this uh, summer's planting season or this spring's planting season and the uh, harvest of the fall. Also, uh, Central America can buy from Russia, but it's a, it's much larger transit fees and going to cost more. So, I mean, you'll at least be able to get hold of it, but at a higher price. It's, it's much easier to ship from the U.S. than it is from Russia. Absolutely. No, and we don't have uh, commercial ties with uh, Russia. The thing is that the new government... Well, they have to make them. ...oriented... <laughs> That's right. Oh, fuck. But they're more open yeah. than the last uh, government. They're they're left wing, so they might be more open to establish that that type of of religion. Yeah, well, I think. Uh, uh, so which which state is it that you're talking about? I'm from Honduras. Oh, okay. uh, so well, I think you Lorenza can buy it from China. Yeah, uh, Lorenza, you also no, need to speak Taiwan. up because you're kind of okay, low on the mic so if you speak up then we can hear you okay Honduras is, is have a new left-wing government but we are super uh bonded with taiwan since 50 years ago like we do not do commerce with china so it would be mm. it would have to be um i don't know but 
the point the point I'm trying to make is that yes, you said the the poor South is the one that's going to suffer all of this sanctioning of Russia. Well, I I should be specific. I really should say Taiwan, West Taiwan, OG China, but they don't have it. So, um, yeah, you know, Japan's going to be in a similar situation. Like the Japan's going to just use its own fertilizer, but uh, Japan will trade with China for that. But uh, they were getting some from Russia, as far as I've seen so far. Japan has not sanctioned that. And they're also still going to buy the gas and oil. So I'm <laughs> not sure how heavy the Japanese sanctions are. There are some bank regulations and stuff they did. And it's all bullied by the U.S. Basically, the U.S. said, you have to play along with this or we're not going to buy as many Toyota and this and this and that, right? So it's called soft power politics. And they have their bases here. And, you know, it is what it is. But... I don't see this lasting. Like I can see Europe cucking and the U.S. and Canada go to the grave with it, but I don't think Asia is going to tolerate it for very long. And a lot of Asia, uh, like India and Pakistan and China, have already told them to fuck off. So, yeah, I don't see this lasting. One last thing. One last thing. Uh, the other day, one of your in one of your live streams, somebody commented that they believe that this was this will last like COVID, three three years, this Ukrainian conflict and, and media uh, buzz will be well, like been a three-year thing going on. Oh, you mean the war? Yeah, um, Millie Vanilli said that. He's wrong. Uh, the, the hot war will be over probably by June. And, but then as far as like, uh, any kind of insurgency occupation that could last years, but it would be, I don't know. I, I kind of think this is going to be a decisive Russian victory as far as sanctioning and stuff that'll go on for years. But as far as like, you know, tanks rolling in the street, that's a couple months away from finishing. Oh, because, I mean, uh, they've already uh, lost, they've already lost their Navy, their airport, uh, all their bases. Like they're getting marked right now. Okay. Uh, can I play a video uh, just to lighten up the mood in the stream? Thank you. Is, is it the yeah. make the bombs gayer? Is that what you're going to do? Uh, no, no, no. This is not make the bombs gayer, but it is in the same category. So I think this will mm. be all right. Uh, this will be pleasuring to the eyes of the uh, Telegram audience. So uh, okay. we got this video. So let's play it. The plan is simple. We break into the Capitol building, we infiltrate the government, and we kidnap the Speaker of the House. Everyone down on the ground, FBI, you're all under arrest! It's over. Oh, it's over, all right. It's over. For all of you, you FBI scum, we're the true patriots, standing up for liberty and stuff. Wait just one minute. Steve! Steve Crenshaw! <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Perch, we got you right where we're We're all FBI agents, if that hasn't been obvious. <laughs> all right. FBI. I don't know how you sleep at night. Traitors. What do you know? We were all FBI agents the whole time. <laughs> it looks like Ethan Ralph and Dick Masterson are in that commercial. 
I guess he's turning the volume off and stuff. But yeah, that was pretty much January 6th right there. So it looked like. I don't know. It I wanted hard. to share that with my family on WhatsApp, but I uh -huh. can't get uh, nobody uses Telegram here. And also, um, the VK channel is unavailable now for us. Oh, really? Oh, shit. See? The whole thing. No one can get on VK. <sighs> well, I was going to say, well, I put that same video on VK, but that won't matter. I can embed that video to Rumble and put it on A&C Report. Maybe you can show them that. I guess you have Rumble, right? Or we could put on Odyssey, too. It's well done. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I was muted. But uh, the the Fed's case against the conspirators against uh, what, what, what was her name? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Governor Whitmer. Hitler, yes. What? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that fell apart in court, and the jury could not convict on conspiracy to kidnap and a bunch of other charges. And it was because the entire plot was a FBI construct that they had created to try to create some kind of anti-COVID opposition propaganda in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, that is what the video reveals. Uh, as its core, it's uh, that whenever there's a terrible crime, political crime in the U.S., Usually, the ones that planned it were the FBI, just like with uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. Yep. And I say that with with some. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, hoo ha about that, but there is a pretty good evidence that there were FBI involvement in the planning of that event, and it might have been an FBI uh, operation that gone awry. But they did the same thing with Gr the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping and a court just uh, uh just rule well, what's funny that that video only had like what five six guys the Whitmer kidnapping yeah. had a dozen a dozen FBI agents and, that were in this group and all of them were FBI agents yeah it it was basically uh the story was basically FBI agents coerce stupid and homeless people to commit kidnapping that is uh, basically the story. It was like one homeless guy and a bunch of feds trying to convince them to do something stupid so they could turn around and point to it and go, oh, my God. And then they used it as a an anti-Trump story, being like, well, he told them to get out there or something. And they yeah. did, January 6th was a bunch of provocateurs, too. Well, yes. Well, they also got off recently because they were able to legitimately argue that uh, their participation of the storming of the Capitol uh, could be construed as being permitted because cops waved the cops them in. That's right. Yeah, it's on film. They like, come on in and ignored them once they're in there. And they weren't like Rah. they were just walking around, hands next to the side, no weapon, and police are sitting there well, watching them. They they're obeying the little velvet ropes and everything. And yeah. <laughs> That's the that's uh George uh what's his name? No, it's not uh, George. White Norm supremacist Co insurrection. No, no, that's the <laughs> Norm McDonald joke. Like I've never seen violent terrorists uh, uh, obey the rope line in the statuary this way before. Uh, right. Like 
you've had you've had more like disruption from like a fourth grade field trip. Yeah, so the feds have lost majorly uh, these recent two weeks. Both what and, about uh, the um, Secret Service? Did you hear this story? Oh, no. A couple Pakistani spies infiltrated Jill Biden or Dr. Biden's uh, Secret Service detail, and they just uh, spied on everything, access to computers and everything. And the same men had also been on detail for Joe Biden. So oh, that makes how sense. Much they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, but uh, we are uh, we are hitting the uh, right. hundred minute mark here. Right. So, do you want to end the stream? I will end this stream. Yeah. See you tomorrow. We're gonna have uh, Dawson versus Duke tomorrow, and yes. I don't know. You were muted, but apparently, like in Honduras, it could be other states as well. You can't use VK at all. Oh, I believe it. I I totally believe it. But uh, where would you get the media to report on that? Because it's basically Latin America, and they don't care what happens there, right? It's just like uh, that's where we do our coups. It doesn't matter anything else. So either we're liberating them or they're doing like censorship, but we're not going to report on the censorship happening in their country. Well, I am tomorrow. So I'm going to be. Yes, good. Good. Uh, All right.